What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. We got a lot to get to this week. A lot of bad shit happened in Tommy Buns' life. Lost his manager for baseball. Didn't do too well in his best bets, but it's okay. We still have a lot to talk about, and we're going to start right with the MLB drama. AJ Hinch and the Astros GM, both suspended for a year, both fired. The Red Sox have parted ways with Alex Cora, who apparently was the mastermind behind the sign-stealing operation in Houston in 2017, and he carried it over to the Red Sox in 2018. So no more Cora in Boston. The Sox and Astros, both managerless right now. What do you guys make of this? I know, Dave, you must be thrilled. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm surely not upset about how this is going down. My own, the only thing I'm upset about is that uh, the penalties are too light, in my opinion. I think I think we should have been looking at some. I thought there should have been a real conversation around lifetime bans. Um, for Cora, I don't. I, I legitimately like. This is not me as a Yankee fan, like so whatever. I legitimately don't know how you could justify anything but for Alex Cora. He did it in two separate places. One, the Astros, 2017 alone, what the Astros did is unarguably the worst cheating scandal in the history of baseball. Most comprehensive and the most the most damning in terms of knocking the integrity of the game or hurting the integrity of the game. It's unarguably the worst in the history of baseball. That's including the 19 the, the 1919 Black Sox. You know, that's 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 a group of guys saying, we're going to break your knees and throw you in the bottom of a river if you don't do this. And also, we're going to give you a year's salary. So, do this. This is a well-thought-out, executed, comprehensive plan with multiple illegal elements that every single step of the way they knew was wrong from planning to implementing to completing. And it had a direct major impact on, at minimum, one most likely two World Series titles. That won both. Yes. That to me is... But what I'm saying is that if you you take just the Red Sox one alone, from what we know now, it would not meet that qualification. The the Astros one is the one that is really bad. It's at least one. Yeah. Um, So yes, at least one. So I just... And you're telling me this guy was the ringleader in both places? I just don't see how you could possibly with a logical thought come up with anything other than a lifetime ban. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if they'll give it to him, but at this point, I think a three or four year ban is, it might as well be a lifetime ban. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause he's like the young hawk commodity right now. So three, four five years at that point, I don't really see many people going back to him. Like how can you keep yourself involved in, in baseball on that level? Um, I guess he could be an announcer, right? He could, I guess, but yeah, he's a charismatic fuck, I guess. Yeah, but everyone, he was a good manager. but everyone he was a good manager. N- now, like when he was successful, everyone thought it was charisma. Now everyone thinks he's smug because they know he's a fucking cheater. You know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely. all of a sudden, charisma turns into an enemy now. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely raises some questions. Like 
You think about Jackie Bradley Jr. hitting that grand slam in Houston. You think about all these different things, these big hits that happen, and you're like, oh, geez, like, <laughs> like a runner wasn't scoring position. Like that was that was when this came into effect. Was when they had the runner on second. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, it kind of, it definitely leaves a bad taste in my mouth as a Sox fan about 2018. I don't think, I don't think it negates the championship because I mean, we just fucking pummeled everybody that playoffs. Like, I don't think there was, there was, and we were worse at home than we were on the road. So I don't, you know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. that And that's why I'm saying it's, it's more than what's, what the Red Sox are kind of the cherry on top for me. Um, and I thought, like, I, th- I I thought Han Chen and the GM should have both received lifetime bans as well. Um, but th- that Cora, I think the the Red Sox one is is noticeably less bad from what we know now. From what we know now, um, right? But when you combine them and knowing his major role yeah. in both, that's when it becomes when it's all put together. I just don't see how you could legitimately say he doesn't deserve a lifetime ban. Yeah, and and what I think though, this is I don't have any proof, but I have a feeling this is happening other places, other teams, because oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's there's only a few players that are have a lot of bravado, whether it's a Bauer, or a Clevenger, these type of players that are are speaking up that are currently in the league, but not many people are really like, you know, speaking out on this as much this... as I think they should be. Like if if if. If you were wronged at all, whether it was a playoff series, whether it was a game, and at bat, I would be fucking pissed. I would be going off on Twitter. Yeah, um, I mean, imagine how Clay, simply, imagine how Clayton Kershaw feels. Yeah, and quite simply, like just the amount of numbers, the amount of people doing that is not what I would, what you would think. I would think it'd be hundreds of players just being irate and saying this isn't enough or or a good riddance, whatever, like. I don't know, and, and and another ringleader is Carlos Beltran in this, and it looks like the Mets are going to part ways with him, possibly. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. I would I would feel a little bit for Beltran if he if he lost his way because I don't know, like you said, I would because it's his dream job. Yeah, he only wanted the Mets, and I like I am a big Beltran guy. I'm hearing he's going to be out as manager, and um, I could see either side to that because him and Cora were apparently two of the big players in this. But also, so, who knows? Like, none of this ever gets reported. They they get off scot free. No one's got a, even a slightest clue. Who says it's not happening in, with the Mets next year? You know, and then it's like that's that's bullshit. You know, there's no there's no way to prove, or we'll never know if he he would have continued doing what he was doing. You know, you're saying if they have success, I'm saying if if the, all of this never got uncovered, they just they did. Everyone thought everything was legitimate, and they were running this scheme completely un- unknown by anyone but the people doing it, and they were getting away with it, having success, and Beltron went into the Mets year, and the Mets had an incredibly improved year and started hitting well, and they using this system, like, there's no guarantee that that wouldn't have happened, you know? And I think that's kind of where the Mets are coming from in this, in this scenario. No guarantee that he wouldn't have continued it. Yeah. There's no guarantee that he wouldn't have put them in that same position to eventually get caught. Cause this is one of those things that you're getting caught eventually. No matter what you're getting caught. It's just a matter of time. He didn't, he didn't use it at all at the Yankees. Although he wasn't in the clubhouse, I guess, but he wasn't in the clubhouse. He was, he was an advisor and you know, I'm sure he was on the bench for some games, but, um, but but the one thing I do think though is that after the, being caught, I think there's zero percent chance he would do it again. That's true. 
That's true. That's why I said if if this had gone on without any interruption in, until now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm hearing the Will Ponds are going to operate with integrity, so it'll probably be fire, and they're, they don't have an, a bone of integrity in their body. I mean, Yeah. I mean, if there's <laughs> – there are, like, crack horse strippers with more integrity than them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I almost mean, like as bad as the uh, almost as bad as the Dolans, right? Almost, almost, almost. Um, but I don't know. So these three possible team, most likely these three teams, are gonna need new managers. Um, they're saying maybe Jason Veritek for the Red Sox. I don't like that. I don't mind it. Yeah, catchers I, are usually good managers. Yeah, I think like it could be good, but I also think like. Okay, now what? Are we just going to, like, what if that doesn't work? Are we going to try another former player? Like, you kind of took a chance on Cora, who was only a Cora bench. Cora worked, though. He Cora, did work. it did work, and it worked well, but, I mean. Well, did he work? Yeah, well, right? That's he, the thing. He, now he, it's like. Did he, did he actually work, though? Because, I mean, he was great with, like, the, the replays. He was great with challenging calls. He I was, think he was very good with the players and relationships, oh, so. Yeah, definitely. I think Veritech would be good with that, too, and that's someone they'd want to play for. But I don't know. I'm just like, it's it just leaves such a weird taste in your mouth. I There's just, so many doubts I, Someone needs to sign Buck Showalter. If anything, I feel like this helps the Buck Showalters and Dusty Bakers right now because, you know, these are old school guys that aren't going to be the first look, but a lot of these – Young, sexy managers, they're getting in trouble. Core is a young manager. Beltron was an old player slash new manager now. Um, Hinch, newer manager. Like, this is the analytics. This is the new way of thinking. Like, you're not getting this from Buck Showalter. You're not getting this yeah, from Dusty Yeah, AJ Hinch went and, like, knocked over the TV when, when no one was looking. And Dusty, Buck Showalter and Dusty Baker would walk up to the guy and knock him out, break his jaw, if they didn't yeah. want that to happen. Also, the whole yeah. Hinch's. Miss me with that bullshit apology from Hinch. Like, I you know, I didn't approve of it. I'm, I'm so sick of people in all walks of life saying they they didn't want something to happen. They they tried to stop it, but they couldn't. Like, do you know how fucking, the fucking manager? Do you know how few things in the world you can not like there are that you can't stop if you want them to stop? The, yeah. the list you can count on like one hand and a bullet is one of them. Like, <laughs> you know, it's you. Don't give me that bullet. You're the manager. If you wanted something to stop, you could have had it stopped day motherfucking one. Don't tell. You could have gone to any reporter and said this is what they're doing. You could have gone to the owner and said this is what they're doing. You could have you, kept them out of the lineup. Yeah, you could have sat the player. You could have fired the bench coach. You could have fired Corey. You could have fired Beltron. Or you know, I know he was a player, but you you know what I mean. There are a million fucking steps he could have taken along the way. But no, he decided to throw a little temper tantrum and knock the TV over like the billion-dollar organization wasn't going to replace the $75 monitor that you broke. Like, that'll show them. They, they can't continue now. Oh, my God. You can go buy 16 of them at Best Buy for fucking an <laughs> innings worth of pay. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I was so, I was so like, people were like, oh, he's really genuine. You could tell he really loves the game. Suck my dick. The guy was a, it was a fucking cookie-cutter bullshit apology. You. He'll be managing next season, though, in my opinion. He probably will, and I can't wait yeah. to I can't wait to boo him and throw. And he, sh- and he shouldn't. But I can see a him. shitty organization, someone that like really needs a manager, uh, just taking a chance on him and saying, "What do we have to lose?" Yeah, the Marlins are gonna be like, "Hey, 
You want to you want to do that cheating thing again down here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want to cheat down here. <laughs> we got we got South Beach and all the fucking cheating you want. We got we got 65 wins on the table. I yeah. Mean, yeah. If you get us to 80, we'll give you a 10 million dollar bonus. You want to cheat now? <laughs> oh, dude, but, uh, I really want Buck Showalter on the Mets, but it looks like we might uh, we might if we do fire him we might get this guy, Luis Rojas, who's apparently the son of Felipe Alou and the brother of Moises Alou. Don't know how the last names don't correlate or whatever. Apparently, he's a really smart guy. Does he pee on his hands, too? <laughs> what? Moises Alou. He didn't wear batting gloves. He used to piss on his hands, so he didn't get blisters. Are you serious? Yeah. All, <laughs> every guy that doesn't wear batting gloves or didn't wear batting gloves in like from like the 70s on or whatever, they used to pee on their hands. Posada used to do it, too. Guerrero, Vlad wait, Guerrero. Wait, Are they wait, just, wait, would they not wait. wash them? No, you like, do like in the shower. Oh. In, 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 wait, uh, wait. Apparently, apparently, Moises Alou was the one who like exposed everyone for it. He like said it one day in an interview or something. I forget where, but he. So you pee on your hands in the shower and you he, clean them after, and it helps you. It like it like prevents blisters or some shit. <laughs> There's something there's something that it does like that helps you if you don't wear batting gloves. And I think oh, I think yeah. it's something like it prevents blisters or it or it helps stuff callus or something like that. It's something that people who don't wear batting gloves do. But now literally every single player, you could probably name the players on one hand that don't wear batting gloves. And they're just pissing on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild, man. I never heard Jeez. about that. That's yeah, crazy. I always thought Moises Alou was a tough that's motherfucker, but I guess he was a sick motherfucker. Yeah. So <laughs> this, this guy, maybe this guy will just pee on the lineup card. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, apparently he's doing great within the organization. Um, I think he manages something somewhere. <laughs> I, I can't I even. I'm off track right now. <laughs> yeah, I totally. I, I don't. I don't think. I think both of those guys. I think you got to go internal on both those hires. Who else is going to want to do that? Who else is going to want to come into that? Like, because it's not like either of those those teams. Regardless of this, not like either of those teams are looking better than they did last year on the field. Well, the Astros, I think, have a brighter future because they still have a really good core intact. Yeah, uh, that core that is about to be traded or not signed in arbitration. Like, Springer's. They're like $8 million apart, and Correa, apparently, they're trying to trade him. So I don't know what this, I, this core is. I have, how do the players get no get off scot-free? Scot-free. I don't like that. I have a problem yeah. with that, too. Bregman, that snide there's fuck. No way, there's no way Bregman wasn't involved in this. Bregman was there's, all about it. I guarantee it. Bregman knows and does everything. Bregman is the, the smartest guy in the locker room. He's the one telling every, every batter where to stand in the box. He can't be that smart. He went to LSU. Oh, really? Yeah, he can't be that. He can't be that smart. Well, he got got away with it. (laughs) Might be a baseball mind, but. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, there should have been some. If you're a player, what would prevent you from doing this again? Yeah, well, that was kind of the argument to vacate the the, uh, title was that you can't. I, I would be open to that too, but you can't. Uh, then you can't say like I'm a World Series champion because now you can. I mean, like it, it's a weird area because like people tried to compare it to like uh, the NCAA taking away titles for like violations, and it's like 
this is different because like getting a violation like having strippers at a at a recruit party does not correlate to winning a national championship where this directly correlates to winning a championship yeah and those were take the only weird thing i guess is just there's no winner that year is really weird for me that's a weird concept yeah which i mean i I, it is what it is it's just it's just odd i don't know have any uh like professional championships been vacated um, not basketball, right? No, not that I can think of. I don't know enough hockey wise. Any hockey ones? So I don't no. think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I'm trying to think baseball, but like, I, I really don't know. I mean, what happened in nineteen nineteen? Yeah, that was that. That that had to have been. Uh, I guess that would so, be the yeah. only one I think of. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, now I thinking about it, I think it did. I don't know, because, like, the steroids isn't as strong a case, but, like, they didn't vacate for that. I feel like that was also much more widespread. Yeah, probably, but we don't know how many. I think a bunch of teams are doing this. And, really and to me, in this situation, it's in, a more of a correlation in, to winning. Intent matters, because, yes, when you're taking steroids, your intent is to... Um, is to obviously improve your 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 performance and and get better in the in this you know with the interest of winning in mind, but that you when you're doing this you know for a they didn't think they were cheating at the time because of how widespread it was and with all the players in the seventies using coke and Adderall and speed they didn't they didn't necessarily see this as uh wow we're really cheating the game and are, are really cheating our way into the Hall of Fame here. And that yeah. was a much more individualized form of cheating, whereas they, yeah. you were looking to improve your own stats for a new contract or a new. You you didn't have entire teams, you know, walking into the locker room and picking up their their daily syringe off off their locker to you know make sure they had enough juice for the day. It was a it yeah. was a very behind closed doors thing, and it was not thought of as hey we're gonna we're gonna take these steroids this year and we're all gonna come together and win a championship. It wasn't truly compromising like the art of the sport. Yeah. It was it was just making it a little more arcade style. But uh, I this mean, you're, just, you're just getting stronger in a more unfair way, really. I yeah. Mean, it doesn't specifically help your ability to hit a baseball. Like that's all on you. Correct. Like that's like the greenies does, I guess. That's like what they call Adderall, right? Greenies? Yeah. It's Adderall. Yeah. Would that would that really help? I mean, it can't hurt. <laughs> it just helps you get focused, I guess. Yeah, it sure as hell can't hurt. But yeah, this was a this was a systematic step by step way to knowingly circumvent and cheat the system to directly result uh, alter the result of a game. Yeah, there's never been a scandal more more in depth and tied directly to altering a game than this. Yeah, I'm glad they just got it over with uh, early enough, at least. Yeah. yeah got, I just I mean they, the team still have time to get their managers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still it's still like you a know, little... they couldn't have dropped this like February twentieth and been like, you know, you got a week. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, at least they'll have spring training. They were they were the MLB was in a tough situation where they needed to act quickly, but it, they needed to be thorough and they couldn't wait too long. So I think they overall suspensions I think are fair for the most part. Uh could have been a little more severe, but you know, they're not. It's not terrible. It's it's. You know, it's pretty. It's severe compared to 
compared to, you know, what has been. With yeah, you. I mean, I'm not, like, devastated at the suspensions. I, I get why they didn't do lifetime bans. If I if it was my call, I would have made them lifetime well, bans. I think Cora may... I think Cora's going to look at at least five years. I would be... I'll be upset if Cora doesn't get five years. I will be disappointed if he doesn't get a lifetime ban. If he gets one or two years on my rate. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. He, yeah, he needs it, he needs at least like four years. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need someone to I need the commissioner of baseball to justify logically ask directly like why was he not given a lifetime ban if Pete Rose is serving a lifetime ban because of this, this, this and this. Like, basically what I said, I need that question asked to Manfred, and I need it answered. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, you know what? Let's move on. We'll have more time to talk about this as we find out these new hires and everything. We got to talk about the college football national championship game that happened a couple nights ago. LSU took it to Clemson in that second half. Blew him out of the water. Ended up winning by 17. What did you guys think? Joe Burrow, another five-touchdown performance. Ran one in as well. Coach O got the national title after everyone laughed at them hiring him. I mean, I couldn't be happier for the Tigers. Yeah, it's great to see uh, them. Love it for Coach O. Love it for Burrow. Kind of a you know, completion of that, the destiny story that we've been seeing all year. Uh, it's really nice for them. You... Uh, it was it was a dominating performance. I mean that that that's a Clemson team that's that's taken down two really good Alabama teams in the last three years. They haven't lost. Yeah, yeah. What Trevor Lawrence was what thirty nine and zero. I think twenty nine and zero. Twenty nine. Oh yeah. yeah twenty nine and zero. But he also hadn't lost like his last three years of high school either. Yeah. He he like hasn't lost I mean, to the starting quarterback in like you know, six I mean, years. LSU made him look bad. Like, he missed some throws. He definitely missed some throws on his own, but um, they really came to play defensively. Like, they made him look bad. 18-37, I mean, he had one touchdown run, 49 yards, but they contained him. 49 rushing yards on the ground, you'll take that. You'll take that. After, you know, seeing him rip off 80-yard runs or 60-yard runs against Ohio State, 50 yards to the game, not bad. Joe Burrow outran him, um, threw, threw for 463. <laughs> Over 500 total yards, you know. But unlike Lamar Jackson this weekend, he actually threw accounted for six touchdowns, not three turnovers and one touchdown. So, um, but you know, it, it looked like it was going to be a really good game for a while, and then yeah, it was like late in the third quarter they just took off. Um, I don't know. I had a feeling they were going to win by like 10 to 17 going into at that night, um, and you know they covered. They got the cover. Um, I don't think I've ever bet against Clemson, but I don't know. It was a team of destiny. Joe Burrow, they kind of almost remind me of, like, the Kansas City. It reminded me of the Texans-Chief game, too, which we'll get into later. But yeah, it's it just did, like in, in the early on, it did not look great for LSU. They were they came like they out were, flat. They were, getting, they were getting smacked around, then they come back, all these unanswered points. I'm not saying he's Mahomes, but that offense is similar to the Chiefs. It's like they have all these great receivers. They can hit downfield for big plays. Both are great throwers on the run. Um, both are great on the run, running in general. Mahomes and Burrow, I think, are both similar runners at their respective levels. They're both throwing 40, 50-yards passes on the run. Like, um, I don't know. The you know the offenses seem a lot similar, and they do run an NFL-style offense based on the Saints. 
But I don't know. There was no way I was betting against LSU, honestly, and how, how dominant they've been all year. They were down 10 points at one point. That was the only time they were down double digits all year. So That's insane. I mean, people are calling this the greatest college football season of all time. For a team. Yeah, I mean, they beat, what, five top ten teams at the time they yeah. played them? Yeah, they didn't have an easy road at all. They Yeah, they played everyone. They played Oklahoma, Alabama, uh, obviously Clemson, who they play, Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia. Georgia. I mean, they, they, they had a... That's five top ten teams right there. Yeah. I mean... They play was... Florida, too? I don't know uh, if they played Florida, uh, but... They had yeah. to. But, yeah, they had an incredible season. They deserved it. They were the best team all year. Um, who else did they play? Georgia. A&M isn't bad. And they, they blew. I mean, they weren't great this year, but. Um, yep, Auburn. Texas wasn't bad. They beat them. Yeah, they had a hell of a season. I mean, and then Burrow. Yeah, they beat Florida. They beat Florida by fourteen. Yeah, I mean that's an unreal schedule, and they manhandled it. Yeah, I mean even the Georgia Georgia was the Georgia was probably the fifth or sixth best team in the country. They destroyed them. Yeah, they absolutely outclassed them. It was great too. I mean. What when was the last time they won? Two thousand twelve? Eleven, I think. Right, they went thirteen and zero that season too. But since then it's been pretty rough for them. They haven't had it's, a season this dominant. What's crazy is the most touchdowns in a season by a quarterback was twenty eight and Burrow threw for sixty. He doubled more than doubled the touchdown record. Yeah. Oh, record. L- the LSU school record? Yeah. And that he broke insane. the he broke the all time passing yards by like a thousand. That's yeah, crazy. part of it is they have more games nowadays, but still, it wouldn't matter how many games he was. He had more than twice as many passing yards and and touchdowns as the entire Bengals offense combined. <laughs> they are lucky to get him. But here's the thing: is if you're the Panthers now, the Panthers hired the offense coordinator. Uh, no, the he's going to be the offense coordinator, Brady, who's the he was like the mastermind behind them up in the booth. Um, calling the plays for them and such. So, I mean, he's you know they're going to really want to make a push and trade for him, but it's just going to be nearly impossible, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Cincinnati. Plus, like I know it's not necessarily his area, but Cincinnati's right. It's right there. He's Ohio kid. Um, it's I don't know if it's the closest team to him. I don't know if Cleveland or or Cincinnati's closer to Athens. Cleveland. Cleveland doesn't count. Yeah, but. I mean, it's pretty. It, it's pretty close to his hometown team, in terms of you know where where he's from. So you gotta you gotta feel that he's probably not nearly. No, as but it's upset. not really up to him. No, I know, but I'm saying you. There, trust me, there are plenty of people who have gotten drafted to teams they don't want to go to. Uh, yeah. But you have to imagine if anyone's going to be not upset about going to the Bengals and Cincinnati, the city of Cincinnati, it's but it's going to be him. Be upset. With the Panthers, either close to Louisiana, like um, reunited with Brady, I'm saying so. Yeah, it's true. That, that, that would be, you know, that's more of a, you know, a wish at this point. It's more of a pipe dream at this point. I think you know, if Cam's still on the team and whatnot. They just announced they're going to trade him. 
Really? Yeah, in like the last hour, they just it, they just uh, Rappaport just reported that the Panthers are once he's confirmed, like me- medically cleared, healthy, they're going to trade camp. Wow! Can't imagine that helps their leverage, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's clear that they kind of want to move on. Uh, Where do we see him going? Uh, I don't think Chicago is giving up on Mitch this year, though. That's the thing. L.A. Yeah, I mean, moving into Chargers moving into a new stadium. Yeah, Chargers, they got a new quarterback in there. I mean, is is Rivers, he hasn't announced anything yet, but I can't imagine he's going to come back. I think he'll come back for football. I don't think he'll come back. You think he's retiring? I could see him retiring. He's just not good. Yeah, but tell him that. He yeah, no, I listen. Know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They don't, they He's don't, like they don't have a plane. They don't make a plane big enough to transport his entire family. <laughs> He's gonna have to call in one of those C one thirties from the military. I just don't see. I don't see Phil going anywhere. Uh, I think he's. A, I think he's in an Eli situation. You either. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. back. Would love to have you as a backup. Maybe you start the first few games of the year to help our rookie ease in, or help our other that, guy though. ease in. Or you know, thanks, but thanks for the career, and we'll we'll see you later. I yeah, I could see the Chargers doing that, but I I, I think Felber is too much of a competitor to be a backup or to just if he thinks he can still play, he's going to play somewhere. It doesn't matter if he thinks he can still play. It's a matter if if one of the other thirty teams still thinks he can play, and there's at least. At least twenty of them, you can guarantee, aren't looking for a quarterback next year. Probably a few well, Tampa more. Tampa Bay might be looking for one. Yeah, but also like that, that. I think it goes back to the family thing. I think there's a real situation. Like, is he really going to move? He didn't move his family when they when the team moved an hour away. Like, it, I don't know if he's going to move his family across the country for one season for six months. You know. Yeah, true. That is a lot of people to move in the family. And especially That's if you're gonna go, you're gonna go right back. And he's he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's comfortable being away from his family for six months out of the year. No, you'd be saying Dosh gone, and I miss them. Yeah, I just don't. You know, I don't see it. I don't. I just don't see it. And I don't. I, I think he's. What about what about the Oakland Raiders? They're not I, the I Oakland Raiders anymore. Las Vegas next year. I know, but that's not that far. Oh, but they're playing UNLV Stadium, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not that far. It's four hours. All I'm saying is how can they not be done it's with actually, the It's actually five or six hours because it's San Diego to LA because he still lives in San, or San Diego to Las Vegas because he still lives in, La, in San how, Diego. How can they, they not be done with Derek Carr? They can get out of his contract for, I think, no money this year. No cap hit, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think, really? they, I think they are done with Derek Carr. I just don't think, think they're they I don't, I just don't think they're signing up for Phillip Rivers. Well, they're not, they don't have a good draft pick, so they're not going to be getting be getting anyone of noteworthy value. So yeah, where seems. are they? Where are they at? They're not. They're like they're not, seven and nine. They're going to be picking like thirteenth. Tua will be gone. What are they going to? They're twelfth. They're twelfth. At twelfth, so what are they going to get? What are they going to get? Justin Herbert, best case. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's and exactly that's, what they get. I mean, I don't. I, that's he could even go sooner than that. He could. I don't know. He bro. could. That's the best case you get Justin Herbert. I mean, I don't know. Not that I'm saying I hate him or anything, but... There's certainly, know, just, certainly questions. 
I think Denver has their guy. I think Denver has their guy, in, or they think they have their guy in um, in uh, Drew Locke. I love Drew Locke. They, they're, they're riding with him for at least uh, another full year because Elway's not going to admit defeat again on a quarterback, especially one that put up those those promising of numbers, for even if it was just a short stretch. I think they were like 4-1 and one under him. Yeah, no, he was great. I'm, I'm a Locke fan. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, me too. I would not have been. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember. I would not have been upset if if the Giants had taken him last year. Yeah, I remember. I like him. I like him. I think I think you give him another year in Denver. Plus, I mean, the dude's got one of the hottest girlfriends I've ever seen in my life. That's self confidence. That's what you want in a quarterback. You don't <laughs> want your quarterback having an ugly girlfriend. No self confidence. It's that Newman girl, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even. It's, I don't know how he landed her. She's like other. She's she's stopping stare hot, and that's another level of. <laughs> that's another level of attractive. But yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, you don't want you don't want your your star having a Clayton Kershaw looking wife. With a two point two. Yeah. No? Yeah, you don't need that. You need you need the guy banging supermodels. Yeah. Speaking of a guy that probably bangs a few supermodels. Uh, Chad Ochocinco is apparently trying out to be an XFL kicker. What do we think of that? Apparently he's hitting from 65 yards. Give me every motherfucking bit of that. Give it it to me. Every fucking bit of it. I am so in on on, uh, Chad Ochocinco in in the XFL, in the NFL. I'm in on all of it. Chris Rock did an interview a couple years ago. It's actually probably like four or five years ago now. And someone asked him, like, what is the one thing sports is missing? And he said his answer was an athletic black trash-talking kicker. And that's what Chad Johnson will be. He will hit a 60-yard field goal in your face and not let you forget it until the next one he kicks. And it'll be so great. I And plus, it'll be great for the XFL. Like, how, how you know, everyone wants it. The AAF was a, they were too soon. They didn't do it right. XFL was right to wait a year and get their ducks in a row. The AAF rushed the product out, out and it, it flopped. Uh, but how great would it be to have like a legitimate second league with like guys that we we know but we know aren't great? Uh, you know, like Cardell Jones is one of the quarterbacks. Like guys we yeah. still know and wish we got that got like a legitimate shot, but maybe never. It just didn't really pan out in the NFL. And it would just be cool to have like another league. In that time, another another something to watch. Even if it's only ten games, whatever. But they're in major markets. There, there's legitimate players. They they seem to be doing things the right way. They they the rules have kind of eliminated some of the pain points with the NFL now. So, I I wish the XFL all the success in the world. Uh, and I think Chad Johnson having players like Chad Johnson would be great. Why not? I mean, listen, he he, yeah. he can either do it or he can't. I'm you know I said the same thing when when there was the Carly Lloyd talk. Let me see her do it. If she can do it, we'll have the conversation. I never saw her do it. Today I saw a video of Chad Johnson doing it. Kick the 60-yarder on two steps. Sign me up. It's one. It's one. But we know he has the ability to do it. We're not watching 50-yarders on nine steps. We're watching a real NFL kick. So I'm here for it if he can do it. I I think he... I think he'll make it, honestly. I really do. Like this, you see his lack of talent in the kicking department in the NFL. Like, there's like ten teams that don't have good kickers, that don't have 
kickers that can't successfully make probably even more than that. So it's like, so it's like, what does that say about the XFL? Like these kickers aren't going to be great. There's going to be lower talent. So there's going to be, there's a demand for kickers and if he's making 60 yarders. And to be honest, he doesn't need to be one of what are their eight teams? Yeah. No, 10. 10, or 10? Maybe, maybe eight. There's eight or ten. No, there's eight. There's eight. There's I don't eight. think he doesn't need to be as good or better than most of them. If he's like just as good than some of them, someone's gonna sign him because he's gonna sell tickets. Yeah, absolutely. He's selling tickets. He's he's gonna affect your bottom line in a positive way. And he's a funny guy. He's seems like a good guy. He's he's a riot. He has the touchdown celebrations. Everyone loves Ocho Cinco. I mean, yeah, I'm all for these pending, impending field goal celebrations too. Give me every one of those. Yeah. Also, on the flip side, another guy tried out for kicker today, Mr. PFT Commenter. I saw that. Tried out for the DC team today. I saw he posted that video of like it, it looked like a like 30, 35 it, yarder. Yeah, he was. He, Who he did? Said he could hit uh, from P, PFT from Barstool. Oh my God, he can only hit from thirty five. Yeah, I mean that was the one video he posted. I don't know how serious. I mean, you're obviously not was expecting him to, Did he make, to it make it. Yeah, no, he cleared it. He cleared it with distance for sure. It was. Uh, it probably would have been good from forty forty five. Yeah, honestly, it did look good. Yeah, All right. Let's let's see. What I he's mean, got. I'm I'm no kicking expert, but it, it from what I've seen, it looks a lot like the ones I see on Sundays. Dave, you just set up the perfect segues. You say you're not a kicking expert, but there's a guy who's a kicking expert, and his name's Donald Cerrone, and he's fighting fucking Conor McGregor this weekend, and I can't wait. This is like, this is the best. It doesn't matter who you are, how casual of a fight fan you are. When Conor McGregor fights, everyone fucking watches. This dude said he expects to make $80 million on Saturday night. $80 million. Wait, what? Because he knows every time he fights, it's one of the biggest pay-per-views. He knows that it's... million? Yeah, he said that's what he expects. He said he made $50 million off the last pay-per-view he did. Yeah, because they get a cut of the they get a cut of the sale, yeah, pay-per-view sales. I just sales. didn't know it not, not everyone. Not everyone. No, Connor does. Connor does. He does. He's pretty much oh, one of the only ones who gets that type of money. Uh, did but, you hear apparently he's been sober? Connor McGregor's been sober three to four months? Yeah, and he see honestly, I watched the whole interview that he did when he said that, and it was like forty five minutes long, and there is a noticeable difference. The press conference uh, was tonight too. It was happening pretty much. I think it was happening at eight, and I guess he like wasn't talking trash, like wasn't being his like normal like self like that. He just like kept it like pretty respectful, like made some remarks, but like wasn't like his typical like fuck boy self. Yeah. So, yeah, Seems I believe like, it. I do believe it. I, I I heard he was what was he was drinking the week of the Khabib fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's crazy. So like, honestly, what? He definitely he was not taking that seriously, and he he uh, he ethic. definitely rededicated himself to to training. And I don't think because he's not doing it for the money at this point. Like, there's no he doesn't need the money. The money doesn't matter. It's no. literally just like it's another drop in the bucket. And he, so I think he's back to like remind everyone be like yeah i'm like i'm i'm the best like this is now because he's fighting at 170 so and he says if this goes well he wants to make a run at the 170 pound belt he would be the first person to win three weight classes that'd be crazy what what week what other weight classes does he want at 
He was the 145 champ, and then he won the 155, and he was the first person to hold two at now, the same he's time. He's heavy right now. Well, yeah, he like naturally is like 170 pounds. I know, but I what think- do you, what do you? Th- I know I was a wrestler. I cut weight, but like, so how big is this guy he's going against? Uh, the guy he's going against is also a 155er that fights at 175. Okay, so, so- he's on- they're probably both gonna be. Like fight night, they'll probably be Connor will be like one probably seventy two maybe, and like because he walks around pretty much at one seventy, and then the other guy will probably be like one seventy five. So like the the the, the uh, size won't be too big, yeah. but the champ right now at one seventy is like one ninety. So like, uh, Kamara Usman, he's this Nigerian dude. He's uh he's like uh he the was, real uh, deal. yeah he was a collegiate wrestler. He won the title against Tyron Woodley, who's, like, one of the best welterweights ever, and then just beat this dude, Colby Covington, who, despite being a giant asshole, is like a phenom. And he broke his jaw and knocked him out. Is so, that, he's he the, uh... He's the, the mag. The mag, mag hat guy? Yeah. All right, that's what I thought it was. I just didn't know I if it was him. Playing a total character. But this fight... Is literally no good for him. He's he's playing the, the the wrestling card. He's doing it right. He yeah yeah that was that was something. But this weekend it's gonna be the best. I can't wait. Always well, love. Who do you, but these who like do you my, got in this fight? Oh, it's so tough because these are two of my favorites. These like really? like Cowboy is just like he's thirty seven. He has the most fights in UFC history, most wins, most stoppages, most posts. Like, most wins. Uh, yeah, McGreg, uh Cowboy Cerrone. Has 23 wins, like 16 stoppages. He's got, uh, this is his 31st or 33rd uh, UFC fight. And his 50, it'll be his 50th professional MMA fight. He's on the like, decline at all? Not really. I mean, he's like had kind of a rough year, but he's always facing like the best of the best. And yeah. like he's just like a brawler. He is just like, everyone respects the shit out of him. Because like, yeah, he might lose like three in a row. But then, like, he lost three in a row, but he lost, like, Jorge Masvidal, who's, uh, like, top of the game right now. He lost to um, Rafael Dos Anjos, who was, at that point, like, the top of the game. And he lost someone else, but then he came back, submitted a guy who was, like, way bigger than him at 170, and then knocked a guy out with a head kick, like, a month before that. So, I mean, he's, like, he, he puts on, like, when he fights. And then oh. Connor obviously, is just, like... Fucking phenomenal to watch. Got the best left hand ever. Like, yeah. so who's your pick? Uh, it's so tough. I think Connor will do it. I think yeah. Connor will win like knockout in like the fourth or fifth round. I think it. It's gonna be. It's gonna go deep. I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be over three rounds for sure. You think Connor's cardio is good right now? Yeah, I think he's in the best shape of his life. He looks so good. I like mean, I've it makes sense like, if, you're, if you're not, whenever you're not drinking, you're probably in better shape. Right, and like Cerrone's like the week of the fight, he'll be out like wakeboarding on the lake, he'll be like riding his motorcycle, he's always crushing Budweiser, like, he's like, he's, a, he's literally, they call him cowboy because he's a legit like cowboy, like he like lives on a ranch in New Mexico and just like rides horses and shoots guns and like trains like he's a savage well, the later this goes it might it might be advantage mcgregor no the later this goes it's advantage cerrone because really? if it came to it, cerrone could take him down 
He's a good wrestler, and he's real good at jujitsu. And that's not Connor's strongest suit, although yeah. rumor has it Connor's been working on it. So working on his jujitsu or his wrestling? Uh his jujitsu. So his his jujitsu coach is this kid Dylan Dennis, who's younger than him and fights in another promotion. But he's like one of the best grapplers in the world. It's fucking insane. He just like in straight grappling, like he could fuck anyone up. He's so yeah. good. All right. Well. All right. Is he? We're just Saturday yeah. night, right? Saturday night. This bar yeah. that I'll. I probably, I can imagine, we'll probably go to this place called Finley's by us. They're doing $5 shots of proper number 12. Oh, that's fucking awesome. That's pretty cool, that right? Awesome. I wish, I wish somewhere around me was Maybe doing I'll that. Maybe I'll take one or two or 20 from. Yeah, right? Take 20. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's great. That's my little nerd out for my favorite sport there. Uh, but moving on, we have the divisional weekend this past weekend. Some pretty good games. Definitely not as good as Wild Card Weekend was. I mean, we knew it wasn't going to live up to that with two overtime games and all the rest of the games pretty much being decided by one possession. Uh, but, I mean, the Seahawks-Packers, that was a good game. The Chiefs-Texans was exciting with the Chiefs coming back from down 21-0 to win uh, 51-31. We had the 49ers pretty much and the Titans uh, pretty much shit-pumped the Ravens and the Vikings. So it was, there I mean, was a lot of excitement with a lot of the game with right. The story the and obviously the Titans beating the Ravens on the road, 28 to 12, just shutting down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, Derrick Henry running all over the Ravens first running back ever to break 180 yards in three straight games. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a man child. He's, he's unreal. Um, they played great. They know their formula. Townhill's like 8 of 14 passing, just making the throws when he needs to make some big throws over the top. I mean, he's not even playing bad, Townhill. Like, he's making throws. He's he's throwing touchdowns. Like, he's doing what he has to do and making big plays at times. Um, I'm just not asking him to do it for much. And he's he's had games where he's thrown for 300 yards this year, and he's, he's led them back from comebacks. But this is their formula for success. And... I just think it's crazy how, like, uh, people who are getting criticizing Lamar are getting criticized. Like, Kurt Warner said it's ridiculous to criticize him. And there's, like, people saying he threw he threw for, he had 500 total yards. Like, he had three turnovers and one touchdown. Like, if your quarterback does that, you're not winning the game. I don't care for how many yards. Yards don't count as points. doesn't matter how, how many yards you get. Like, I'm always a touchdown over yard person because that doesn't affect the scoreboard. Like, it just doesn't. Julio Jones, you can get 700 yards and three touchdowns. Like, you got your team 18 points. That's it. Like, they're not guaranteed. Like, and he he fumbled at it and turned it over at crucial times when they were driving. And he didn't play well. It's fine to say he had a bad game in the playoffs. He will probably be great again next year. And he'll probably work on it and be better in many ways next year. But, like, to say that he defend him... For critic against criticism or say that he pl- didn't play bad is ridiculous. Yeah, I think uh, it's, no, he definitely bad. All the all the people that were kind of knocking Lamar all year that was just like a perfect, you know, bookend to the year. Uh, you know, all those who were who j- just generally don't believe in that style of play, you know, and don't believe that it can really be withstanding. Uh, and it's it's kind of like the, the you know the old like Phoenix Suns of 
you know, for our older listeners, I guess, the Phoenix Suns, the early and mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you know, the, every year it was like five, six years in a row. They got oh, the offense. they got the MVP. They got the the insane offense. They're winning sixty, sixty five games every fucking year, every year. And what happens? They get trounced in the playoffs by a team that actually knows how to play defense and you know yeah. can game plan around them in a in a series or have time to game plan around them. Because they got trounced last year by the Chargers too. Yeah. So, um, two. Two duds in a row from Lamar in the playoffs. It's not a maybe good this look. Wasn't, maybe this wasn't a complete dud. I mean, his team didn't play great. I will say that. Like, the defense wasn't great. Um, but he definitely didn't play his best game. That's the problem is for the Ravens, they they're always have the lead. They're not used to playing from behind. and They're not built to. Like, when like when LSU or the Chiefs, different, I know, when those teams go behind, they, they're fine playing from behind. But Lamar, they, they, they need to run the ball. They need the option. They need to pass the ball to their tight ends over the middle. They don't. They need a. They need. A, they need a playmaker outside. They need a legit wide receiver one. That's what they're missing. They need like, not. I mean, Michael Thomas's don't grow on trees. But they need like a free agent receiver that maybe. I don't know who are the best. Like they need like an Amari Cooper. That's what they need. If they there's, had like Amari, there's one available when healthy this off season. By yeah, the, I, by I, the I, name I, of AJ Green, or AJ or, Green, AJ Green. AJ they're both Cooper. available, Green and Cooper. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, yeah. If they get AJ Green on discount, I'm sure he'd like to st- stick it to the Bengals after this terrible year and shit he's put up with. I mean, you can get a playmaker like that on the outside. I, that I think that team's complete. I think. It really helped Lamar, but what the Titans did is they they stacked the they stacked the box. Um, you know they they covered the middle of the field, so no crossing no crossing plays. Um, the tight ends weren't getting open, and they said beat us outside one on one with Marquise Brown, who did all right, and whoever else is outside. Willie Sneed, I don't know. Like they're not Willie Sneed isn't scaring you, like so. No, not at all. No, not at all. So. Um, Great year for the Ravens, though, and Lamar, nonetheless, a great year, historic year. But um, it's it's for not though at this point, you know, all just regular season accolades. That's gonna that's gonna be their problem until they pull it off. But it's yeah. gonna be hard to. They had a they had one hell of a team built around him. I don't know if they'll be able to replicate that. How long do they have Ingram for? I know they got him through trade. Oh, did he sign? No, he signed. I think it was a two-year deal. Might have been three, two or three. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't have been. Couldn't have been longer than that. But and then the other game was so exciting. The Chiefs, the Chiefs and Texans was such a riveting game because down twenty-four nothing. You're like, this is just not happening. There's no way they can lose this game. And it's like, there's no way they're gonna come back. And then they come back and score forty-one unanswered. And I just, I love that game. Because I, I I wanted the Chiefs to win, and they just they just I I truly firmly believe the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, I just think they're if like they they're they're showing they can come back from adversity. They had a slow start in the year. They're coming back from twenty four nothing against a solid team, the Texans. Um, they play the Titans this week. I guess we could get into that. I don't I don't think the Titans are going to be able to get it done. Well, it's, it's tough to imagine. Let's let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about our, What's the our spread pick? right now. What's the spread? Seven and a half in both games. Really, seven and a half right now? 
Yep, yeah. San Fran and Kansas City favorites. You know, I'll take. Um, I'm still gonna. T- I'm gonna lay the points with the Chiefs. It's like LSU. It's like they can score so many points so quickly. Their spreads are large. Like, like you guys took the uh, Texans last week, and I couldn't blame you. But and they were down twenty-four nothing. Like the spread's over. They're up thirty-four, but they made it up in a quarter. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. And that I, defense didn't play bad either. Like they gave up a block touchdown. They gave up a fumble. Like put them gave up a field goal. So they really only gave up like twenty-one points rather than the thirty-one by the defense. So the defense is really good still. Yeah, I I think in both these games, I'm going to go with the underdogs with the points. I mean, I think 7.5 is way too much in that San Francisco-Green Bay game. I think they're taking it the regular season matchup where San Francisco blew them out and using that to their advantage, the, the, the bookmakers on this one, and they're putting it at 7.5, and they're like, oh, well, the, the 49ers already beat them by, like, 30, so obviously they're going to cover 7.5, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Green Bay. I think I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep it close and probably win. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see them winning. I think. I don't know. I, they got it done this week against a good team. I think they'll. I think the Seahawks. They're are depleted team. though. The Seahawks are depleted. And they're not. They're not a talent. Their their roster is nothing like the Seahawks. They're a Russell Wilson roster. Um. They. They're the the, the Niners roster is just so. So filthy up and down. If the if the Packers O line can uh, protect Rodgers, then I think they'll have a good chance. But if they if those front four keep getting to uh, Rodgers like they got to um, Kirk Cousins last week, it's it'll be it'll and be. And I, can, I imagine they will. And the other thing is the offensive line of the Niners. I think is the best in the NFL and the, the, Packers. the Packers. The Packers. What? Packers best ranked offensive line in the NFL. Wait, what was that? The Packers have the best ranked offensive line in the NFL. Really? Yeah, and going up against the Niners, number one ranked defensive line in the NFL. So that's the matchup. That's the matchup. Thought the Niners had the best. I always thought the Niners had the best. Theirs is good for sure. It's good, but the Packers. I, I was looking it up the other day. The Packers are the number one. By by football outsiders, number one ranked, which is like considered the industry standard. Um, and I still would give ranked. the Niners the edge there, and it and it does partially have to do with the first meeting because they did dominate. But what? But I think the bigger the run game of the Niners with Kittle and the offensive line compared to the the poor, the not great run, the pretty poorest of the Packers, who fared well against the Seahawks this week. But it's you know. Third and fourth and fifth string running backs compared to, you know, Marshall Lynch was on the was on the street compared to a good yeah. group of backs. But it's 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 really that offensive line and Kittle's is the best blocking tight end I've probably ever seen. Honestly, he's insane. It's really That's, crazy how full full featured of a tight end he is. He doesn't do anything poorly. Yeah, he I, he's one of the best tight. I you could argue he's better than he was better than Gronk at his best or right there. Yeah. Yeah, there. I mean, they're the only two that. You and he he doesn't have the, the caliber quarterback. I mean, Brady at his best is much better than Jimmy G here. Oh, by a mile. But exactly. So I mean, it's not like he's playing with a great quarterback. Like Gronk played with an all-time great, like top quarterback all-time. Jimmy G, 
I don't know why people still think he's great. Like he threw like 130 yards. Like he was like 11 to 20. Like Kirk Cousins like played just as good as him. Like he just Kirk Cousins was pressured. Kirk Cousins, I can't even blame him last week. He had he had no chance. He was oh, getting no sacked. Chance. He had no chance. Like he, he sacked was six times. Six times was hurried a million. Like it, I mean, tough for him. But at least they won that one game. But I'm gonna take the. I'll take the Seahawks. I mean, the Packers plus seven and a half. Got it. That number's too big, but I think the Niners win. I think my prediction of Chiefs Niners will prevail. I'm um, I'm going similar. I'm I'm riding my prediction too. Uh, but the only difference is the Packers. I, I I'm taking I'm taking the I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm laying the points with the Chiefs because Same. they we, they we they played the, the they. I can't remember. They lose. They lost to the Texans or narrow. Uh, they sorry. did lose to the Texans. Lo- lost to the Titans is what I meant to say. They lost to both the Texans yes. and the Texans. Yes, and we saw what happened in round two against the Texans, who, in my opinion, are a more talented team than the Titans. They might not be playing as well as the Titans, but they're a more talented team. Yeah. Uh, and we saw how that went in round two. I just think if you're giving Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes a second swing at someone. Especially with the way this defense is now playing, those teams played them earlier on, and the the Titans got them. The Titans got them at their weakest. They got them the week Patrick Mahomes came back when he was he really shouldn't have been playing. He probably should have been out another week or two. Uh, when he came back from that uh, the knee injury, and he and, still played well, and he he played well, but I I don't see seven and a half. I mean, I, I might. I might buy the hook, buy the half a point to avoid getting screwed on the hook uh, on that seven, just to protect me from a touchdown win. I keep my money, but I'm not. I'm not taking the Texans. I'm not taking the uh, the Titans on that. Uh, not in round two. Yeah. And the problem for the Titans is going to be is if they get down by ten or more points, I think they're screwed because they're a team that. The Tannehill's shown some guts, but I don't know if they're built to come back from a really a lot of points against a really good defense in the Chiefs, and it's not like the it's not like the Chiefs are going to stop scoring. Yeah, so That's if they're the, down by yeah. ten or more, the spread might not be over, but the game will be over, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Like, and so that's what I'm saying. The Chiefs get the ball first; they score a touchdown, they stop, and they get a score. Say it's fourteen or ten, nothing. Like, there goes your run game. Yeah, um, and then Packers. I'm taking I'm taking the points with the Packers. And uh, I, my pick, my pick was at the beginning of the playoffs was Chiefs pack, Chiefs over Packers in the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with that. But uh, regardless, even if you, if you think the Niners are gonna come away with the win, that's a lot of points for Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And every one of Aaron Rodgers' NFC Championship wins and games has been on the road. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Well, I like I said, I'm gonna take the Packers. With the points, and I got in my mind, I gotta take the Titans with the points. I think they are a team of destiny at this point, and I think a team of destiny is not gonna get blown out in the AFC Championship. They might. I think they could. I think it totally relies on if they can get the run game going. Kansas City, I believe they have the fourth best run defense. I think they only allow like ninety yards a game rushing. Uh 
Bro, if I, I have to, if I have to withstand a fucking Niners Titans Super Bowl in three weeks, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> I think honestly, I after the Titans beat the Pats in Foxborough and beat the Ravens in Baltimore like they did, I think they, I, I they can beat anybody. Everybody, so, uh, everybody wants to see Chiefs Packers. Let's stop lying to ourselves, like. Oh, uh, trust me, I want to see Chiefs That's Packers. the best matchup we could hope for. That is the best I matchup. Think... But I think in that matchup, I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs win in that. Yeah, sure, I, I don't care who wins Tennessee, at that point. I just want to see it happen. Tennessee is going to cover seven and a half. It's going to be a close one because they're oh. either meant to get there or get their hearts broken doing it. So it's going to be a close one no matter what in my mind. Against Patty Mahomes. I don't know. I just think, hey, it's uh, – you saw what a 42-year-old Tom Brady did last year in Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Oh, we I really mean, were – that's what we're doing? Brian Tannehill's Tom Brady now? That's where we're going? Uh, a 42-year-old Tom Brady and then how Ryan Tannehill's played the second half of the season? It's not too far off. The guy's been accurate. The well, guy's I mean, no, this this year he was he's way better than Tom Brady. That, yeah. That's well, unarguable. The defense is just much better. The Chiefs' defense is much better than what it was last year. That's true. That is true, but I don't know. We'll see. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna cover. I think they're. I think they're gonna cover. They could. I mean, they they shock me for the you know fifteenth week in a row if they do. But we'll see. <laughs> Just please, God, I do not need Titans Niners. They if they want to cover, I'll I'll accept the loss on the bet. Just don't put them in the Super Bowl. Let let well, Mahomes get in the Mahomes. Super Bowl for all of our sake. I mean, we got a thirteen three Super Bowl last year. I wanted to gouge my <laughs> eyes so out. Bad. I couldn't believe it. I've never been more upset to be watching and betting on something in my life than that Super Bowl. Thank God there was good food. <laughs> Thank God, right? Yeah, but I think that is going to do it for the episode yeah. this week, unless you guys have anything else. That's, That's it. it. It's no, the Bleacher Fan Store is live on the website. Make sure you guys check that out. We're adding new shirts all the time. Got a ton of great Bleacher Fan merch on there. A ton of great original T-shirts, um, relatable to your teams. Uh, check that out. Check out Bleacher Bets. Check out our social media, Bleacher Fan everywhere. And we will see you next week.